Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Sarah, what day is it? Because a vision softly creeps. Thursday? <laughs> Way to play along with the joke. <laughs> it doesn't matter what day it is. <laughs> All right, it's it is uh, Thursday. Yeah. It's uh, April 39th. Mm-hmm. And this, we are still Womenology Podcast in the Age of Coronavirus. Yep. Welcome. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. I'm trying to post as many dog pictures as I can. You're doing a good job with that. Right? Okay. I posted, like, you know what I posted today of my Luca? Yeah. Who's the smartest girl? She is. <laughs> she is. She is. She is. She knows the answers and she expounds upon them. She's got commentary. She does. She really is. She's just the best. Oh, I'm so lucky to have her. Seriously, though, how are you doing? Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have anything to compare this to, and I think a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a person who is anxious mm-hmm. usually, so yeah. there there was one evening last week that I was like, "Oh my god, I have it! I need to go to the hospital. I'm dying. Mm-hmm. I can't breathe." Turns out that's a panic attack. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's probably a lot of that going on. There probably is. Yeah, I uh, I started with the 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 fever yesterday what what i thought was a fever but was probably just me sweating mm-hmm. and uh have a bit of a scratchy throat but that's probably because i put the air conditioning on at night and i sleep close to it mm. yeah it could be so yeah um, it's also as allergy I, season which isn't helping yeah that that too and i and i always know when my right eye starts to water something else is going on it's usually an allergy mm-hmm but I was at the dog run yesterday, speaking to a woman there with, who was there with her dog, and we were talking about how the the world is just going to completely change. This has yeah. completely changed the world, and how every aspect of our lives we're, we're th- th- we'll never. And two weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago, I can't remember who tweeted it out. Something like, oh, "This is the new normal," where I wash all my packages down and I wash my, and I'm like, that's not the new normal. That's just what we're doing now. And now I realize, nope, we're heading into new normal territory. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't, I don't know how this will end. I, I don't think that we can maintain this kind of hyper vigilance about disinfecting every service. If only for lack of supplies. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I know I'm down to my last Lysol wipes. Like when these Mm -hmm. are gone, I'm sure I'm not going to find more. Right. Um, I still have paper towels and other cleaning products, but like, if this if this really continues at this pace, it's not like the shortages are going to remedy themselves, you know? I do. You have toilet paper right now? Oh, God, yeah. But see, <laughs> and this is what I... I'm not one of those panic buyers. I, uh-huh. I just go, okay, what do I need? Well, I'll just go to 7-Eleven right in the corner. <laughs> And I'll get two packages of the like the cheap kind. Who cares? Yeah, I'm not gonna go to the supermarket and buy. I was standing behind someone in a fairway. She had like eight packages of paper towels. I'm like, bitch, you don't need that much. Right. And this is well, that's why that's why there's a problem. <laughs> right, that's why there's a problem because there, there's so many chicken littles. But I I just feel like everything. Work, like work. I think offices now. I think a lot more offices are going to go remote. Yeah, like permanently remote. I think. Uh, well, definitely, we're lot... finding out that they can. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of schools are going to go remote. Forget snow days, bitches. Ugh. You're not getting snow days anymore. <laughs> God, that is not a thing. You will be home, and which really you should have been doing anyway. Um, so yeah, forget about all that. It's just going to change everything. Uh, even dating. Yeah. Like even date nights now. I was, uh, I, um, what's his name? Don. Don and I watched the, uh, the invisible man mm-hmm. Saturday night. Him, him in his place, me in my place because of the trains. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just, he just logged into my YouTube account. We, I, uh, you know, 
and clicked it and we watched it at the same time. It wasn't perfect, but it worked. And we had a Zoom room going on mm-hmm. while we were watching the movie because the, well, we tried some of those extensions and they you, they don't have video chat. Oh. Yeah, like, why? I, what's the point? I don't want to text you while I'm watching a movie. Right. So, uh, side note, the movie's great. I loved The Invisible Man. Okay. But this was, this is so doable. And I feel like, oh, I, I feel like even now with online dating, there are so many people trying to make this like, how are we going to, how do we, how are we going to date now? And I'm just thinking, first of all, if you're already dating somebody and they live in your city, you, you're just going to get in an Uber and go to their place or they're going to come to your place. Like, they're not going to stay away from each other. I mean, probably not. If anything, they'll quarantine together, right? Right. Even if you've just met somebody. Right. It, like, this is not going to affect that. I don't know. They're trying to make this way more dramatic to try have something to talk about. But as far as online dating, I feel like the the new first date is going to be online now. Maybe. That would be interesting. I, I mean, I think that's probably true, at least for the next, well, probably for the rest of this year, at least. Mm. Yeah, this is, I don't see people our age going to bars, restaurants, yeah. clubs. F- clubs are fucked. Well, I mean, we weren't going to clubs anyway, were we? We weren't going to clubs anyway, but I, I think that's like the last, I think even the, 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 Gen Ys, mm-hmm. I think even they are going to be a little bit like ugh, at a club, maybe not at a bar. This is, I'm horrified and intrigued to see how this affects our economy, ugh. our lifestyle, our planet, our environment, everything. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I'd, I'd be more... Um intrigued by the experimental nature of this if um people weren't dying (laughs) well that and if if we had a president that would be good too that'd be cool yeah that'd be cool that would be great but we don't no and uh the whole reason why we're in this is because i oh you know what i don't even want to get into it (laughs) it's it's just so it's so enraging we we know we know why we're in this (laughs) we know we know um so i woke up to something this morning sarah Mm mm-hmm uh, what was it? Carolyn Calloway's tits on my Twitter feed. What's no, going not. on here? Yeah, I I don't know. I think she was capitalizing on some some kind of some kind of beef she was having with Jamila Jamil, which is just like oh fucking I, both of them. The thing I hate most is when people with sycophantic followings. Mm-hmm beef because then all the responses are go queen mm, yeah <laughs> yes queen <laughs> and so you're it's a lot of scroll 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 true that's true and it was just a stupid fight about carolyn i don't know jamil and jamil went on a podcast about scammers and they talked about carolyn calloway and i guess she said something innocuous about carolyn calloway and so calloway who as you have said many times Boy, oh boy, is she a master of social media at this point and a master of of picking her moments, shall yeah. we say. She's cut, She's won me over for that alone. She has. Really. I don't know how she couldn't have won people over. And the people who uh, aren't, uh, who are still bitching about her, I, I just, I can't even begin to get shit about You're going to get left behind, you can, man. You better get on the Callaway train. You better get on the right side of this, right side <laughs> of history. So... She, I, she. So I guess to I don't know. She was capital. She was capitalizing on this moment, and she just posts a picture of her tits, her bare tits on Twitter. And I have to say, they're great tits. Like God bless, girl. I it was um, yes, queen. Um, edit, edited, right? <laughs> like you're not allowed to put nipples on Twitter, are you? No, you're not allowed to put nipples on Instagram. Oh, you can have nips out on Twitter. Her nips are way out on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Well, free the nip. Free the nip. So she does a great job of it. And somebody, I'm reading these, I'm reading the the, the response. It's so hard to keep up. It's just so hard because I go to her, I, I don't follow her on Twitter. Somebody retweeted it. Okay. And so I went to her Twitter feed and she's one of those people that retweets compliments and, and, and yeah. mentions. Right. Which I find exhausting, but I'm still team Callaway. 
on this one. So, uh, let's see. It's, I cannot get over this. I mean, it's, there's so many tweets to, to get through. She, I don't know if she was trending. It's timed to, um, to coincide with the Natalie response. And that's on Instagram, right? The, uh, sort of the Natalie response. You have to go to this other site for and, and pay for, for access. And was it the money? Did she give that money away? Yeah, all of it. Yes, all of it. And then I read in one of the threads, of course, one of her like white woman, 20 something screechy haters said, but she's totally financially benefiting from it because she's putting all the donations in her name. So she's going to be able to use it as a tax write-off. And I'm just like, bitch, you think this irresponsible dipshit understands tax rights, tax write-offs? Oh, I do. See, I don't. Um, well, she she at the very least saw that tweet, and now she does. Now she and, and and now she understands. But let's say that's the case. You do realize that that's why every celebrity gives millions of dollars to to causes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I'm, just, give, I'm still not mad at her. I'm still not mad at her. The tax write off. Who cares? Right. Who cares? Is she, who cares? Is she giving $25,000 to COVID relief or whatever she's doing? Yeah. It is going to be a tax write off. Every person that donates, everybody that does it. Right. You know, you're going to be upset that she's donating, that she's, she's raised money. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at her. Who fucking cares? If she raises money, $20,000 every week for the next three weeks, how are you going to be mad at that? Right, right. It, it's just that that's how insane it is that people will find a reason to fucking hate this girl. And if she wants to show us her nips, I can't God be bless mad her. at that either. Why should she? Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. Know, She's don't go to law school and don't try to be a lawyer someday, Carolyn. But other than that, mm. or you know, anything like a teacher, don't try to do that. Yeah, you might re- you might regret that choice someday down the road. Potentially. But uh, eventually. All right, so Carolyn Calloway, you know what, Carolyn Mazel Calloway, <laughs> right? Absolutely, Mazel Tov. Oh. <laughs> I'm with you, Carolyn. <laughs> da, ba, ba, da. There you go, Carolyn Calloway. Okay. All right, so we did an event last night, mm-hmm. and one of the women in the event said, "Oh, I just got finished listening to the podcast," and she said, "Are you coming out with a new one?" I said. Oh yeah, we uh we're talking about a man named Karsten Graf. Yeah. Did she know who that was? No. No. No, nobody knows who this guy is. <laughs> I'm we know who this guy is. <laughs> so Karsten Graf wrote an article called The Night I Lost My Sugar Daddy Virginity. Yeah. <laughs> so first just shake off the ooze, the ew that you feel <laughs> just from hearing that. Mm-hmm. And Karsten Graf is a very good looking guy i believe he's british so he's good looking he has the accent and he would, have you, he would have you believe that anyway right and he has this website that i, I just like please somebody help help me understand i don't know what it is he's some kind of he's just one of those gurus oh pay me and here's my you know the book i self-published and Come to me on one of my retreats in Bali or whatever. He's one of those people. That's right. Right. <laughs> so, His website makes me so uncomfortable. So uh, l- l- let's it's, first do a. It's like the internet equivalent of a windowless van. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me feel so bad and clammy. Oh, gross. Yeah. The philosophy of the unmentionable. KarstenGraf.com. He describes himself as a philosopher, a publisher, unhabitual thinker, and award-winning author. Okay, I'm going to do the timeout sign here. Me too. These (laughs) stupid internet awards that people get... Half of them mean nothing. I can remember so many times being approached by websites. We want to give you an award for the best dating blog. Delete. 
You know why? Because nobody gives a fuck about you. You're mm. not real. This isn't a real reward, and it gets right. me nothing. That's I'm, true. I'm not doing it. It's stupid. And that's who this dipshit is. Uh, click on the heart to read Karsten Graf's unorthodox approach to love, sex, and health. And you know what? He's not unorthodox. He's just a creep. And there's nothing right. unorthodox about being a creepy white dude. Okay. Uh, Graf is an award-winning author of more than 20 books. His books have been printed in more than th- have printed in more than 300,000 copies. That's very specific, Karsten. Right. Al- he, almost he, as if you ordered them yourself. <laughs> almost. He writes about the taboos connected to death, money, relationships, education, management, incest, computers, rape, business. I'm going to stop there. Sure. Not interested in white dudes who write about rape. Just not interested in it. No. Nor incest. Who's, who's asking for this? Yeah, don't I don't want it. Well, somebody like, you know, I I just wish there was a middle-aged white man who could capture the spirit of the Marquis de Sade in, in real life. I want that. Who's asking yeah. for this? He wrote a book called Muse Power. This is a book about the strongest force on the planet, the power of attraction between men and women. Mm-hmm. It's also the story of harnessing the attraction and turning it into the creation of your dreams and visions. Graf tells his story about breaking basically all the conventions within a conventional love and sex life. You know what, dude? Let me tell you something. This guy thinks he's so fucking original. Does. Like what? Were you in a poly relationship? Were you in an open relationship? I mean, well, probably. Yeah. That... <laughs> why you know what you are boring nobody cares karsten he thinks he's far more fascinating than he actually is i was i've always wondered like who are the people who buy books like uh the story of the eye and like who are the people who are watching films like um I can't think of the title, but the one based on the Marquis de Sade's book. I guess it's him. It's him, right? That's who that's for. I guess so. I I don't. Who's reading it? Who? Uh, who are these three hundred thousand people? Well, buying these well, books. He didn't say three hundred thousand copies were sold. He said three hundred thousand copies were printed. Whoa! Good catch. <laughs> good catch there. Good. I don't even know what half these books are. Well, right, because they're not in bookstores. <laughs> they're on his website. Good God. All right, so let's go back to this ridiculous article that he wrote. So the gist of the article is that he decided he's going to um, hire a sugar baby. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, they agree he goes on the website. It says, uh, let's see, da, 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 you know, basic sugar daddy. Uh, ideally, a sugar daddy is a wealthy man, but when setting up my dating profile, I didn't try to stand out as wealthy. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> Are you not trying to meet women? <laughs> on a sugar daddy site? <laughs> He's different, Sarah. He's different. Oh, okay. I forgot he was a, an edgelord. He's trying to do things his own way. <laughs> A windowless fan. I'm still on that. (laughs) Okay. One of the first messages that caught my attention was from a 24-year-old woman who introduced herself as Veronica. Hmm. And so they spoke. I'm sure. They spoke a bit and they agreed to have her come over, but they agreed that there would only be sex if there was physical attraction. Right. Mutual. Mutual physical attractions. Mm-hmm. And so they, he, uh, let's see. Let da, 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 da. right here. Mm-hmm. Is this Veronica going to say, no, there's no physical attraction? Like, she's, she's still, she's still on the sugar baby site, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So probably, to double check on that. probably she's already, like, sort of, process the idea of having sex with someone that she's not super into right right so probably she would lie <laughs> you think i'm just i'm just you know, just processing 
Let's see. When about a week later, Veronica was on her way to visit me. I was a little on edge. You rarely talk directly about attraction on a first date. Actually, that is something you talk about. On, whatever. Karsten, I hate you. Doing so would be new to me and a truly interesting experiment. When the doorbell finally rang, I was still not relaxed, but when seeing Veronica on my doorstep, I calmed down. Small talking, I showed her to my living room, and soon we were sitting beside each other on my sofa, talking casually. Mm-hmm. I have never had a normal relationship, Veronica confessed. I just hate the drama and jealousy that is usually the consequences of being someone's girlfriend. Meeting like this once in a while feels much more exciting. Oh, you hate women too, huh? Yeah, you hate women too. <laughs> this is my first sugar date, I said. Meeting you today took me out of my comfort zone, but in a good way. Have you been sugar dating before? Yes, she said. Over the last three years, I have had two sugar daddies, but I don't see any of them anymore. Why not? I asked. Both of them wanted a normal relationship, she said. One even Remember wanted- that time <laughs> <laughs> that we were, we were exploring the notion that um, the correct number of sex partners for a woman is always three. Or right. no, sorry, no more than seven. Right. I feel like Veronica has done some 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 on the fly calculus here and she was like, uh three okay, three years. I mean I started at twenty one, okay, that's legal. Uh two. Two. <laughs> two is the correct answer. <laughs> two is the correct answer. I am twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> Your timing, man. Your timing just gets me. (laughs) While we continued the conversation, we both forgot time and place, and suddenly I realized we had been talking for an hour. We agreed that that we would talk about the attraction between us, I said. Would you be fine if I say something about the way I feel right now? Please do, she said. I'm excited to hear how you feel. I think you are both beautiful, intelligent, and great to talk to, but I have to admit that I don't feel any attraction. If you and I started being physical, it wouldn't be natural. I know you have spent much more time preparing for this meeting, and it took almost 40 minutes for you to get here. I'm sorry that I have wasted your time. And she says, not at all, and smiled. These were the rules, and I agree that the spark is not really there. Sure you do, girl. But would you like some hard candy before you go? Some Werther's Originals? You're so gross. (laughs) I know we agree. Uh, da, 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 not at all. I know we agreed that I would only support you if there was attraction. If we decided to continue in a relationship, I said, "Jeez, dude, why are you hammering this point home?" Well, but because I, he he's done some on the fly calculus as well, right? But I want to support you anyway. In the envelope, there's money to pay for one month's rent. You can consider it a present. Are you sure? She asked in surprise. Yes, I really enjoyed meeting you this way. If you would like to leave now, it would be fine. Perhaps you can visit me another time. Give me a five-star Yelp review on SugarDaddy.com. Thank you so much, she said. That's very generous of you. And she said, I would gen- I would generally like to stay and talk more. Hmm. Tell me you more think- about your feelings. Tell me, if you think that that's not a move, a sugar baby move, you're out of your mind. That's great, I said. Do you want tea? Yes, please, she said. Oh, this just feels like a daddy-daughter fucking tea party. Ugh, something about this. Just, yeah. It's just the whole thing is creeping me out. The dialogue's very stilted. Well, that's because, Sarah dear, this never <laughs> happened. None of this no? ever happened. You don't think, think this is a completely natural way for adult humans to talk? No, no, I don't. Oh, weird. During the next hour, we were having tea once, while once more engaging in conversation. Despite Veronica's youth, she was an old soul. <laughs> she was an old soul with a highly reflective mind. Being around an empathetic beauty who had such capacity to reflect when talking about almost any topic made me relax. Yeah, because women like that are so rare, I so guess. Has it, has it still been only a couple hours? Cause... Yes. Yes, so... as a matter of fact, Sarah, <laughs> after a couple of hours on my sofa... She also said, she also told me that she liked singing. On her request, I found my guitar, and for some time I played while she sang. Mm. Okay. Mm. That's, uh, that's, that's the worst night at the frat house. <laughs> You're going to play your guitar for the pretty lady? <laughs> it's, uh, it's not great. And then she said, I feel it now. She said when I put away my oh. guitar, and, she, and I said, feel it? Yes, she smiled. I'm attracted to you now. For a few seconds, we looked at each other before I understood. When looking into her eyes, it was clear that we had both opened ourselves up. And while singing and playing, the spark had 
come sneaking in with a smile. I gave her a hand to squeeze, and a sec later, we were kissing passionately. I have to admit something, she said while hugging me. When I arrived, I was nervous about the money. I felt obliged to provide some kind of service in exchange. Like I know you I have been for hours. Like, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> I know I said, but when the money was out of the way, we both relaxed and became ourselves. Yes, she said, what turns me on about a man is naturally not his money. Girl. But his generosity and the fact that he wants to help me. That's the same thing. That's the same <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> a moment later, we were kissing again, and when Veronica suggested that we move to my bedroom, I picked her up and carried her there, because of course he did, because his entire life is a fucking, you know, romance novel. Right. In my bed, we spent a long time cuddling while continuing the conversation. Wow. So Let's odd. put it this way. If this did happen, boy, oh boy, is this dude a sucker. <laughs> yeah. While getting rid of our clothes, I found a condom in my bedside drawer, and soon she was making so much noise, oh my god, that I felt confident that my neighbors were enjoying her visit, too. That's not a thing. No, That's not a thing. Nobody has neighbors that are like, oh boy, I hope I hear that. <laughs> but of course, he had to put that in there so that everyone knows he's just such a stud. You know, you know what would go great with this movie I'm watching? <laughs> Sex sounds. Intrusive sounds from next door the perfect work life balance i just had a crazy thought i said when we were cuddling later during a break what kind of thought she asked have you considered that we are both at work right now i asked at work in what way jesus girl are you stupid <laughs> i am a writer and while i'm exploring sugar dating i can see that it's well worth writing about you you are in a, in a transactional relationship making it possible to pay your rent and that way we are both making money while having a great time. That's interesting, she said, laughing. What we are doing right now is in reality just another day at the office for both of us. Okay, see, this is, again, this never happened. I don't yeah. know who, It's the, the dialogue is so bad. It's so, not great. <laughs> it's not great. So blah, 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 this fucking guy in his 50s actually believes, like, he's so proud of himself because he got this young girl to blow him and to sleep with him. And he thinks he's so insightful. You know, what is it like to be a white guy? I really need to know <laughs> that, that they think that every thought that they have is just so unique and so insightful and worse that everybody needs to hear it. They have yeah. to write 3,000 words on medium. I'll never understand. I, I mean, I I do believe um, that the, the bones of this happen. Like, I, I believe him that he paid a prostitute and <laughs> and that she made him believe that he was very insightful and you know really really got her and she was really attracted to him i believe that happened yeah uh sure sure um sure whatever dude like it's it i guess it just it makes me sad that like he believes it he seems he believes it, it. Like, he truly believes that you, that... you just, you paid a prostitute. Of course she was nice to you. Sex worker. <laughs> sex worker, not prostitute. Okay. Sex worker. So, say okay. Yes, he does not seem to understand that, girl, this is an act. This is what she does. Yeah. Especially if she's had two relationships like this, she knows she's sticking to the script. Right. And we're and, still doing two in air quotes, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> oh, sad. I mean, because we're, we're still talking about London, right? So you're going to need a couple of sugar daddies running concurrently to pay your rent, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's in your flat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're, okay, are we going back to this? All right, this so shit then he show. felt peaceful. He was at peace, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Before going to bed, I checked my inbox on the Sugar Daddy dating site. To my astonishment, it was practically overflowing with messages from women asking me out for dates. As a to your astonishment. <laughs> as a fledgling Sugar Daddy, I realized that I needed to be disciplined. Naturally, I wanted to see Veronica again, but it would be necessary for her and me to have an open relationship. Okay, mm, hun, yeah. you're not really here. You seem to be missing the point of how this works. You're not having it. It's a, it's, it is transactional. 
Right. It's open by default. (laughs) It's open by default. (laughs) No, Sarah, I'm just going to overuse that. (laughs) Uh, So here we go. Hold on. I wanted to see Veronica again, but it would be necessary for her and me to have an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there would be too many potential learning experiences that I would miss out on. Yes, yes, that's the problem that you just miss out on the air quote experiences, learning experiences. Right. Yeah. Wow. This guy and his his site is just so creepy and gross, and we'll link to it in the show notes. <laughs> it really is. It really. I, I wanted to imagine um, what song he played on guitar <laughs> all right all right so guys pay attention because sarah and i are going to come up with a slow jams playlist mm-hmm. for karsten graf yeah i've got some ideas sugar daddy slow jams yeah is everybody ready <laughs> hold on sugar daddy slow jams by sarah and Kristen. <laughs> it's not very sexy i understand but it's all we got so what, what kind of songs do you imagine sarah um it's so <laughs> i think it's got to be um a combination of of classics but also i'll make love to you See that that wasn't on my list. I thought about it. I thought about it, but um, ultimately, I decided that he wouldn't include that because he would feel that it would date him. Oh, so he wouldn't also have I I want to sex you up because that's what's going on my playlist. Um, I mean, you know, your your playlist is is your call. Uh, (laughs) I I just I'm getting the sense from him that like he would put um, you know, your body is a wonderland and think that that was like. (laughs) The current, the current jam for the kids. Oh, your body is a wonderland. Uh, come on, and you know who that song's about, right? I forget. Is it Jessica Simpson? No, Jennifer Love. Who you it? Okay, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> sure, whatever. Okay. Uh, so I actually like that song, and I and I and I think there was a purity to that song because it was pre douchebag. For John Mayer? Was it? <laughs> was it? Uh, was it? Uh, yeah. So we're going to put together, pl- Sarah's already put together hers. I'll put together mine and we'll uh, post that in the show notes as well. We might, uh, we'll probably enjoy. have to update the enjoy. <laughs> Don't go crazy. Don't make any Corona babies to our no. <laughs> Slow Jams playlist. All right. Sarah, dating yeah. questions. Mm, I'm ready. Are you? Yeah. Are you sure? not anymore (laughs) all right here we go i have a general question about men and dating and about exes i fucking hate them or rather men's need to talk about them why do they do it every man i meet seems hung up on some ex or at least he has the need to share all sorts of details that frankly i don't even know about my closest friends on the first date spent, one first date spent the whole time telling me how his ex-wife cheated on him. Another dated for, th- I dated for three months, looked for every possible opening and conversation to say, oh yeah, my ex did that too. He was a nice guy, but I got so turned off by that. Plus the love song, um, something, something, plus there was a, long, a, a love song playlist he kept in the car. I, I kept in his car radio or whatever. I had to leave. Another man had recently moved apartments and on the shelf by his bed was a whole range of feminine products, deodorant, perfume, moisturizer. He was 100% single. I know him from work, yet moved apartments with all this stuff. Another man still had pictures of his ex-girlfriend in frames under the desk. He told me, oh yeah, those didn't really bother me. I don't care about her anymore, but I did. It also bothered me that when I had my period, he said, oh, I have some tampons of hers in the drawers. He also had two bathrobes and offered me one. I could go on. Can you please please explain to men and women that we do not want to see this shit or hear about how your ex was a neat freak, commitment phobe, 
got her hair done weekly, called you every morning at work, etc. I don't want to picture you with other women. And that, and on that note, throw out the damn pictures as well. Seriously, I don't know when it became a thing to save every picture like it's holy. It's not a piece of you. It's a picture. Well, it is that a picture is a piece of you, but we'll get to that. I'm sure your grandkids will have no need to see you cuddling with some other woman or on a vacation in Brazil with her. Signed, Jenny, 37. Okay. Well, Jenny. Hmm. I don't, you're not wrong. It is weird. <laughs> But yeah, I, see, I, I was think thinking she answers the question herself. She does. She absolutely does. I'm glad you see that. Yeah, she. The answer is they're they're hung up still. You really no? think so? No, I don't think so. I think I don't. that's the answer in a lot of these cases. But I also think she's given a couple of different scenarios. So, like the guy, the guy with the <laughs> with the whole range of feminine products. Yeah. That guy's not hung up on anybody. That guy's just a creep. <laughs> no, that guy's just lazy and doesn't clean his fucking bathroom. Mm. The guy with the whole range, deodorant, perfume, moisturizer, 100% single. I don't I don't get the sense those were left behind. I think he went out and bought little travel sizes for his hookups. You know, I remember seeing a, a story like this in that ridiculous Facebook group that I belong to. Um yeah. What would Virginia yeah, Woolf yeah. do? Yeah, I remember, do you remember this. that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I and I'm just gonna say that the majority of of uh, women in that group were absolutely fucking unhinged. And I remember this question came up, and the woman said that she just happened to see it in his bathroom. That's not the case. She went like traipsing through his bathroom. She went searching mm -hmm. through his bathroom. Like get the fuck out of here. You didn't just happen to see it. But right. this woman who's dating somebody very well may have. Well, she says these things are on a shelf by his bed. So that's out in the open. So that's so that's one scenario, right? And then another scenario is pictures and frames under a desk. I'm not sure what under a desk means. Probably in a box. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I Like, I know some desks have, um, like, shelf space built in. I, I don't know. I, I would need a, a clearer picture of this scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I guess what I wonder is why does this continue to happen to her? Right. Because I can he I can see it happening once or twice. It sounds like every guy she dates there th this is an issue which leads me to think this isn't this is she she's doing something. She's doing something to uh, make these guys think it's okay to talk about an ex or she's questioning them in some way because why did i don't or she's exaggerating it because i don't yeah. know i mean talking about an ex forget about the guy like the guy on the first date who's talking about his ex really there are so many people like that who are on these dating sites and they're using them as free therapy to talk about right. all their failed relationships and what's going on with their ex and so i that happens i believe that Right. But all these other people who are like, well, my ex used to do this and my ex used to do that. Isn't that kind of normal? I mean, it definitely comes up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the guy that brings up his ex a lot is it's probably because he's not over her. Um, but yeah, it definitely comes up. Um, I'll say I love you for three months. Look for every possible opening in conversation. Say, oh, yeah, my ex did that, too. Okay. I wonder what she's doing. That would be good information to have. Like, what, what is triggering that response? My ex did that too, or my ex once did X, Y, or Z. Because her perception is they're looking for an opening to talk about the ex, but there's, there's, there's a trigger. <laughs> they're responding to some stimuli. Yeah. There's something... I, I, I don't... I... Don't, I don't want to hear a lot about, I don't want to hear the, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think it comes with time where, look, if there was turmoil, if there was just, I mean, you can't escape when you have a relationship with somebody and there's just a lot of history, you can't expect your new partner to just shut that down. Right? Like the guy, 
took the pictures. They're under a desk. Like, is that not enough? And no, maybe he doesn't want to get rid of them. Didn't we just talk about this a couple weeks ago where people yeah. don't delete old pictures from, from social media? Some people Some do. people do and some people don't. Yeah. Because it is kind of rude, you know, to be like, oh, well, this, this never happened. This person never existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would be one thing if the pictures were out on his mantle, but they were, what did she say? They were in a... Uh, well, they're in extra- frames, but they're under a desk. They're probably I- stuck in a box somewhere and she's... Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I said, I, I need to know if this is like a built-in shelf on the side of the desk or if it's like under a box. Or is it literally propping up the desk? Because <laughs> a, a leg is lopsided or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just think that, yeah, sometimes there's going to be stuff left over there, like if a woman lived there before. Right. Like, that happens. Uh, you know, oh, I have some tampons of hers in the drawer. What is the big deal about that? And what is wrong with a guy who's like, oh, maybe I should keep some of that stuff here. I have a girlfriend and I maybe, I, you know. Right. Right. And so he feels like he has to explain why he, a man, has tampons. Yeah. I mean, the leftover tampons are not a big deal. And and like I said, I think all of these situations are different and she's lumping them together. Yes, I agree. But they're I agree. all pretty different. <laughs> Yes. So why do men, why do people talk about exes for, for various reasons, as you're seeing the first one, the guy talking about his ex on the first date, he's looking for therapy. He's not ready to date. That's what he's using online dating for the guy with the pictures of the, the ex under the, under the desk. That's not a man talking about an ex. That's you finding pictures under a desk and him saying, Oh yeah, you know, I don't care. They don't really bother me. I don't really, I don't care about her anymore. Right. That's you deciding, well, they're under a desk and they're still in his home. And so he must still be in love with her. That's not him bringing it up. That's, it sounds like you bringing it up. Right. Uh, and then the, let's see. Da-da, the guy, guy with the shelf by his bed, I think is a weirdo. <laughs> well, rem- remember how she frames that. Another man had recently moved apartments uh-huh. and on the shelf by his bed was a whole range of feminine products, had recently moved apartments. She includes that for a reason. Had recently moved. Oh, so you're right. So these aren't new like travel sizes. These are extra right. left like, them behind. Exactly. And they, he, they were probably in a box somewhere. And, and I'm sure it doesn't occur to men to be like, oh, well, I'll have this stuff for her. And I'm sure it doesn't occur to them. Like, oh, they're probably not going to want to use something that my ex used. Well, especially not a deodorant, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Like anything that's touched your body. Yeah. Like, no, we don't want to do that. No. But I can appreciate a guy who's like, oh, I have tampons. Sure. You know? So I, I think a lot of this has to do with Jenny's own insecurity. <laughs> Yeah, That's and I, I think it's just a different it's a it's a different approach, right? I mean, she she sounds like a person who clears everything out, which mm-hmm. I can obviously respect and mm-hmm. understand because mm-hmm. I do it too. Um, but it I mean, since I am also that person, I think it's it really did take me a while to realize that um not everything is meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like some some people just don't they they don't do that. <laughs> They just leave things where they are, right? Right. They'll leave the moisturizer where it is. They'll leave the photos around. Like, and if enough time has passed, that's not, it's not necessarily meaningful. Right. So, just a yeah. different way of going through a breakup. Right. I think everyone, I think people need to be allowed to process things the way they want. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't think... It's fair. I don't think we should be saying that, uh, you know, everyone has to process this on my timeline. Well, if, if the relationship's a year old or two years old, that stuff shouldn't be there. Right. You know, well, maybe not for you, for your comfort level, but, you know, maybe they feel bad. I think I, I, think I told this story about my dad who, uh, after my mother died, he her closet stayed as is like he didn't touch a thing mm-hmm. and then it was the weekend the friday night before my stepmother was m- going to move into our house okay. before they got married 
And he waited until that Friday night. And keep in mind. That's the very last minute. (laughs) Keep in mind, he'd been dating my stepmother for a year at this point. Right. She had never obviously been up in his bedroom that I know of. I mean, I was a kid, so I don't know. And he finally cleared out my mother's closet, or my mother's side of the closet. And I'll never forget him just sitting on the couch. And he, I think it was the first time I saw my father cry. Mm -hmm. My father just felt so guilty about packing my mother's stuff away. Yeah. But, and and in the beginning, when my father first married, married my stepmother, I truly believe that my father just was one of those people who was lost without a partner. So he just wanted to get married. He needed somebody. Yeah. I think my father fell in love with my stepmother over time. Um, like, I, I just don't think my father ever really got over my mother. But mm-hmm. I do believe that eventually my father fell very deeply in love with my stepmother. In any case, he kept that stuff there for two years, year and a half, two years. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody processes this stuff very differently. Yeah. And and a, I, and a breakup is not, I mean, it's, it's not a death, but... It's not, but it's, you know, if I get a picture, I'm not, I'm not throwing away pictures in frames. I'm going to stick them in a box or I'm going to stick them in my closet. I might not have them out, but I'm going to keep them. You know? Yeah, that's fair. So. Clearly a lot of people would. Yeah. Jenny, get over it. That's my answer. Please get over it. You're, you're, you're kind of being ridiculously uh, competitive and insecure well, at the very least, you're being a little rigid. You're being a little... Okay. <laughs> it's not, it's not really fair. It's not really fair to presume that you, you're getting a 100% clean slate, untouched by the world, undamaged, baggage-free man. Yeah. And if you do, please... <laughs> that's, that's not a thing. Tell, it's never not a thing. None of us get out of this unscathed. Okay, moving on. So... Uh, Ada sends us a letter mm-hmm. and it says, hi, I'm going to put my glass, put my readers on as they say. <laughs> okay. I'm a single mom of a teen daughter. I'm really enjoying this time with her. Our communication is admirable at this time. She means uh, social distancing. We honor one another's personal space and set boundaries respectively. Okay. I like who I am. I love how far I've come. Lots of growth and self-awareness due to the support of recovery. I'm hesitant to date anyone with small children, to be more specific, under 18 years, including men with grandchildren. As a, as a woman turning 50, I've gone through the stages of infancy to middle school and all the emotions in between. I've dated single dads, divorced, widowed, etc., whose profiles were accentuated with the common phrase, their children come first, and found they weren't fully present. Okay. Friends have suggested sure. that I be open-minded. One persistently asked if I would date her ex-husband. They co-parent two boys, nine and seven. I gave her a hard no twice after hearing their history together. Probably smart. Smart. (laughs) Look, I feel complete in this area. How do I lovingly care for myself in profiles while turning down possible offers from single straight dads? Okay. Hmm. Uh, Okay, so... I guess what I would say, first and foremost, is uh, date older men, obviously. Right. So, but they might have grandchildren. Right. And that and that wouldn't be fair to hold against them. Right. So this all really feels like, how do I justify wanting to date men my age and younger? Am I wrong on that one? It might be that. I think it it might also just be like. Um, you know, give me the magic formula to getting this very precise thing that I want. Well, it's it's which which we would all like to discover, right? But I mean, as we've talked about before, like you're gonna have to flex a little bit somewhere. Yeah, this also this also reads as I don't I want to be the man's top priority. Yeah, and here's the thing, kiddo. That whether or not his his child is under 18 or over 18, you're never going to be his top priority, ever. And I'm going to, I feel very strongly about this. <laughs> uh, 
as somebody who, you know, given everything that happened with my stepmother and the, and the contempt that she harbored for so many years, you know, because my father put us first, we were fucking children. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to take a step. I have to, I'm gonna have to dial back. I feel the rage and I have to dial it back for a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're never going to be his top priority. And that's just it, no matter how old his kid is. So well, suck it up. I mean, I think you could be depending on the man, but you shouldn't expect. To you shouldn't want to be. You shouldn't want to be. That too. <laughs> yeah, that too. I mean, I, I think it's, yeah, it's, again, like, it's going to depend on the situation. I think it's going to, you're going to have a way different experience dating a guy with a 14-year-old than you are dating a guy with a 34-year-old. Right, that he hardly ever <laughs> you know? sees or th- that has their has their own family and they live far away. Right. Yeah, it just sounds to me like when she says they're not fully present. Well, I mean, do you think you are fully present? You have a daughter. Right, because she, she also has a daughter. So right. she shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. <laughs> right. Yeah, your daughter should come <laughs> your first. Your daughter should come first. So... Uh, you shouldn't want to date a man whose children don't come first. So that's the that's the that's the first thing. Now, and small children. Now, if we're talking, say under twelve, like they can't stay home alone. That I get. Mm-hmm. I get I that because that person that takes it's. I dated somebody like that. It's just so much. Uh, you know, juggling. You know, right. it's so much juggling and And I also understand just you know, feeling like, hey, my own daughter's eighteen. I'm done with that. I'm done with children. That's fair too. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess I just I don't know. I mean if you're fifty and you're dating men who are divorced, I, I mean mm-hmm. How old are so their kids have to be what over eighteen? I it sounds like that would be the ideal. It sounds like eighteen and up would be the ideal in her mind, um, and I totally understand why. I I do I do understand. I just I think you either have to date men who don't have kids, or you have to date right. older men. Yeah, or or just again be. A little more. Sensible. That's really the answer to a lot of these questions. Like, just yeah, take a breath, flex a little bit. Yeah, I'm a single mom of a teen daughter. I'm really enjoying this time with her. Da 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 da. I've come out with a lot of growth awareness and support of recovery. I'm hesitant to date anyone with small children. To be more specific, under 17 years, including men with grandchildren. Yeah. Now that I don't get, including men with yeah, the grandchildren thing. With, yeah, the I don't grandchildren really don't live with him. So what does that right. matter? And if they do, then I would understand the hesitation. Right. Um, but, and if, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Why? Also, I think um, you're going to get a lot of variation in the, like, 15 to 18 age range. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you might very well meet a man in his 50s with a 15-year-old who is not that much work for him. But similarly, you could meet a man in his 50s with a 20-year-old who was a tremendous amount of work for him. So, like, this arbitrary 18-year cutoff thing is really weird to me. I think it, I think every relationship with the children has to be evaluated on a case-by-case basis. Yes. It just feels as though she wants to be the main priority. Right. Which that, I mean, that would limit her to men who don't have kids or men who right. are terrible fathers <laughs> or men who are terrible. and they're out there there's plenty of them there's a there's a way larger pool of men who are terrible fathers than men without children yeah i i guess i i would really ask really examine what it is that bothers you about these men having children especially the grandchildren that that to me feels that's an age thing yeah it could be I don't want to date a man with grandchildren. She doesn't want to date an older guy. Period. That's what this comes down to. Yeah. I uh, well, that was that was your suspicion. <laughs> that was my suspicion. Yeah. I think it, it could be that, but I think it it could also just be like 
you know, I have a very narrow window of what I'm looking for. How do I get that? Uh, I mean, I guess if, if that's what you want and you want to date someone who either doesn't have kids or doesn't have younger kids, I, I guess I, hmm, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I would have to say, like what Sarah said, I think you might have to be more flexible and take it on a case-by-case basis. Yeah. Now, if you don't want to date a man who has kids under 18, then all you have to do is reject those guys that contact you. I mean, I don't think people understand. You don't have to respond to everybody that contacts you or that you match with. That's true. So if you get the sense that these people have young kids, maybe you see the pictures, eh, just don't respond. Yeah. That's all. And pay attention because a lot of people in there put in their profiles, you know, I have two kids uh, and they're both in college. And I do feel like people are very aware of, I need to put the age of my children and where they live. So yeah. I think people are smart enough and they know that they know to do that. I think so too. Uh, and, and if they don't and you match with somebody and I, I would ask, you know, Hey, you know, do you have kids? And if they say, you know, yeah, then ask them, ask them how old the, you know, the, right. the ages are. And if it's not the agents that you like, then you're very free to say, I hope you understand, but I, you know, my preference is to date someone with older children because I have an older child. Right. Boom. Blame it on your kid. <laughs> That's what they're for. <laughs> That's what they're for. <laughs> I should note too that um, opting out of the, uh, opting out of dating the friend's ex is a really smart move. Not because of the age of the boys, but just because, like, that's that's your friend. That's your friend. <laughs> you don't want to get involved in that mess. Right. Marie so, Kondo loves mess. You don't have to. Right. So uh, I would say there there are options here. Date older men. Mm-hmm. Date younger screen, men. Date, I mean, you could do that. We could do that. Sure. Don't date the younger <laughs> men. Oh, fine. Whatever. Go date the younger men. See if they want to have a relationship with a woman, a 50-year-old woman with a teenager. See how that works out. Yeah. Um, or you could date younger men and who maybe don't want a relationship. And if that's the case and you don't want a serious relationship, girl, cougar that thing up. You do it. Sure. You date those younger men. But if you're looking for a serious relationship with a future... I would not date the younger men. No. <laughs> I would not date the younger men. I would date... Nor the terrible fathers. Nor the terrible fathers. Right. I would take it on a case-by-case basis. I would screen people out on their uh, by reading their profiles and their bios. And that might mean in your bio and in your profile, you should put, I have a daughter, she's this age. Mm-hmm. Because then people will get an idea you know, there's a it's a different lifestyle of a of a parent with say an 18 year old who can drive themselves and isn't as dependent, and a parent of a 12 year old. Yeah, for sure. So definitely put that stuff in your profile so that people can determine like, oh, okay. Don't put in your profile, I'm not looking to date anybody with young children. Just don't say stuff like that. Put the age of your daughter in your profile and let somebody else decide. Yeah, or you could even just say, I have an adult daughter. Right, an adult daughter. Because typically people with young kids are not going to date people with adult kids. Unless they just want a free babysitter. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So uh, open yourself up to other possibilities. Screen your profiles and make sure to include in your profile how old your daughter is. And how how much you're enjoying sort of your, your... independence and and having time to yourself where you know now your daughter's at an age where she's very independent she's independent from you put that out there and that will send the message to the type of guys that you're looking for because guys with young kids they're going to read that and go oh well yeah she's not gonna be thrilled that i have young kids that are still very dependent on me right let those dummies figure it out (laughs) well it's always (laughs) more effective and inviting to say what you are looking for versus what you don't mm-hmm. want <laughs> no just don't say what you're looking for talk about yourself let other people decide if 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 they feel you're the right they're the right fit for you um i guess in my mind that was kind of the same thing as talking about yourself but because in this okay. case she is looking she's looking for like someone to mirror her right right yeah right 
Uh, and really be honest with yourself if you're just trying to justify wanting to date younger guys. And if that's the case, sure. and you want to date younger guys, date younger guys. Who, who gives a shit? Uh, just understand. Just don't 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 uh, wrap it up in something else. Don't make an excuse. You just want to date someone younger? Great. Go do it. Don't make up some bullshit narrative that this is why you prefer to date younger men. Yeah. There you and go. Scene. There you go. <laughs> People follow us, Womenology Pod. Please stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay home. Mm -hmm. Send us those letters. Uh, we've started posting stuff to the Patreon. You can go to womenologypod.com and see the Patreon link. Sarah, you got anything else? Final thoughts? Don't get in that van, girl. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, God, I just love your timing. Don't get in the van. <laughs> Don't get in the van. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Oh, mm -hmm. I rhymed. Bye. Bye.